Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to have you on the time or during this time where we just read the Word of God. And I'm Tim Gostube, and I want to uh, remind you or to let you know that I'm a Christian and I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who died and rose again. Today we are reading the Bible again in our Bible study. Actually, we are continuing with what we've been doing uh, previously. We've been doing chapter 1, and now we're starting chapter 2 in the book of Corinthians. Before we read, let us just pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for your presence, Holy Spirit, and we pray for the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word to us, what you are saying to us, so we grow in knowing you. We ask all this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I will read from verse 1 to verse 5 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. From the ESV says, And I, when I came to you, that is Paul speaking, brothers, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech and my message were not in uh, were not in plausive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the wisdom or but in the power of the word or in the power of God. We are going to take this verse by verse and get to know what the word is saying. If I can read verse 1 from the NIV, it reads, And so it was with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. Remember, in the previous chapter, we, have re we read something where Paul was talking about human wisdom. In verse 22, it defines it as, For Jews demand signs and Greeks uh, seek wisdom. So, seek human wisdom. But we have to go back to what Paul is referring to here when he said, I came to you. Uh, and when I came to you, brothers and sisters, or when he says, and so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came, when is it that he came? If you read the Bible in the book of Acts chapter one, chapter 18, verse 1 to 18, that's where you get to understand how Paul came to Corinth to preach the message of the gospel such that many people were saved and they became Christians. When Paul came to Corinth, he was there, uh, he was uh, actually, the Bible says, because we cannot read Acts 18, the whole uh, one verse from verse 1 to 18. But what we know there is that Paul came to Corinth and when he got there, the Bible says he dedicated himself to preach nothing about uh, nothing else but to concentrate on preaching about Jesus the Messiah. 
That's what he wanted to do. And he then he was going in the synagogues uh, preaching this message. But because this was a Jewish community, they didn't uh, like his preaching because they believe in Judaism and they believe in the gospel of uh, circumcision. So when Paul came to preach the gospel, just preaching that anybody, even Gentiles, could be saved through through faith, believing in Jesus Christ, there was this uh, disagreement. Actually, there was uh, the fight. Or actually, they abused him. The Bible says they opposed him and they abused him. So it, he decided to leave. The Bible says he then left to preach to the Gentiles. When he left, he went to 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 preach to the Gentiles where he, he met some tent makers and they were able to start uh, that uh, the, he, he got busy with them and actually he actually worked in preaching the gospel and that's where it started as he preached the, the gospel the people from Corinth believed the message of Jesus the Messiah they came and they started uh, these home churches so that is how we learn that Paul was in Corinth when he says, when I came to you, brothers. Now he says, I did not come with eloquence. Now, again, it is important that we draw back to, to what was actually happening in the community where he was, the community of the Corinthian in, in Corinth, where Paul was when he started uh, the mission. The thing that we understand here is that this was a community that believed in people who are actually educated and the people who are skilled. Now, Paul is saying he never came with eloquence and human wisdom, which has been defined in chapter 22, chapter 1, as I've said. But I want us to understand that in this cosmopolitan uh, uh, Corinthian community, it was full of educated people, highly educated people. These Greeks were people who understood, who were philosophers, let me use that term. They were philosophers. Uh, they actually called themselves sophists. These people, these were Greeks. They were full of wisdom. The, the term sophist is, is derived from a Greek word, which means uh, Sophia, which is uh, wisdom. The people, they were there, they would get info, information, actually they would get uh, authorization letters that would authorize that he can go and present into a city. And as the person presented, what counted the most was the eloquence and the articulation of the message. So a good speaker actually will actually get a, a recognition and he will be given an opportunity to go and present uh, in, a, in a place kind of like a synagogue or it's kind of like a church where he would go and preach. Where actually he was, when he was much, much good in, his, in the eloquence, in the presentation of the message, he will actually actually be uh, granted that a statue will be made out of him. Uh, his statue will be made and he will be put in the city. So it was an honor. So the eloquence was very, very important. You had to speak and articulate whatever you were saying in a very, very good manner so they can see you are wise, you are educated. What you are saying is very important. So in that community, people actually wanted to have their kids trained by the highest sophists as a person who was very, very, very wise. So it was important how you, you put your speech, uh, you delivered your message. Actually, if you read uh, the historians, they actually say that it was even more important, the eloquence and how you articulate your speech than the content of the speech, that you can speak in a very, very, very good way. 
So that is what uh, Paul is talking in reference in the situation that they were face, facing. So also the sophist was something, uh, sorry, was someone who had to dress in a particular way. Maybe it will talk in our language today. It was somebody maybe who had to be in a suit and be very, very uh, uh, formal. And the way he speaks, the way he dressed, the way he presents his body, how he is in terms of the frame, it was important. Now, Paul is actually saying, I did not come to you. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence and human wisdom. In other words, his approach to preaching the gospel was different. He didn't focus on the eloquence. He was not focusing on, I want them to know that I'm Paul, I'm educated under Gamaliel. I'm also a person who can uh, 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 speak the, the, my message in eloquence such that the people actually forget the essence of whatever he was saying. But he wanted the, the people to understand the message of the cross as simple as possible. We, we, we have to understand that sometimes such things happen in our community where the focus is the eloquence of the preacher or the eloquence of whoever is speaking in our conventions or wherever. And we forget sometimes to get on what was he actually saying. You, some people are good at shouting. Some people are, are good actually in actions. They can run in stage. Some people can actually... Be eloquent. I've actually watched some sermons for these uh, churches in these uh, high-class communities where you find that even the delivery of the message is so sophisticated. It counts how the message has been presented. Sometimes when I listen to those messages and try to get the content on what the person is saying about the Lord Jesus Christ or what but the gospel, the good news of, of salvation, you find that there's little that the person is saying. Actually, sometimes there's nothing, it's just philosophy. Some of them, they don't even read the Bible. So Paul wanted the, person, the people to understand that it's all about Christ. So we should be careful in our churches, uh, even us as the congregants, as we listen to the person who is preaching. Don't just look at how eloquent he is, but what is the person saying about Jesus Christ? And to us as the ministers of the gospel, we should present the message of the cross as simple as people as, as it is to people. However, note this. It doesn't mean that as a minister of the gospel, we just have to present a gospel that has not been actually a, a message that is actually not been worked in. Uh, you haven't researched about it. You haven't taken time to prepare it. You haven't even preached about it, saying you want to be simple. No, you have to do that. One of the things they taught us uh, is that in the seminaries that as you prepare a sermon, you do a lot of reading, you do a lot of research, you do a lot of praying. Actually, the material that you have is a lot. There's a lot I can tell you in this in, in this Bible study, but I cannot, I don't have to because you don't need that. You, what you need is what the Bible says. I have to narrow it, but the information that I have uh, cements my points. So what is, is, is important is that people know what the Bible is saying or what God, the mind of God, is revealed through the word. So it's important that we present the message of the cross as simple as it is. Now, Paul says in verse 2, For I resolved to know nothing what I was with you except Jesus Christ and him 
crucified. Remember, Paul was was told under the law of of the Jews under Gamaliel. If you read the second the book of Acts chapter twenty two, you get to understand that he was told and he was a Pharisee, so he knew all those deep things. He could actually articulate the message, but he decided to present it simple to the people. He decided to make it understandable to the people so they can understand the message of the cross. The other thing that we need to know. Note is that these sophists, they, they were supposed to be presented in another way, maybe even the way they are. If you, you, you read uh, some of the non-canonical uh, 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 writings about Paul, you get to understand that he, he might not even be a person who was meeting according to their standards, uh, the standards according to them, the standard of a, a teacher of, of, of the word or the, of, of a speaker, of a teacher, let me use that. So that's why they wanted Apollos because Apollos, they, they saw that there was a person who could articulate the message, he could meet the standards of how things are presented in the Corinthian community. Paul did not meet that according to them. The other thing that uh, wasn't good about him, you remember that uh, as we read, we'll get to understand that Paul, at some point in time, he refused to take their money from the people, from the, uh, remember there was this uh, patronism uh, uh, way, uh, way of life. He refused to take the money, but he wanted to continue to live a simple life, and he was working with his hands in the tent making that he would sell and that would sustain him in ministry. So he was somebody according to their standards who didn't qualify. So Paul, we can say he was below their understanding of a teacher of the gospel. That's why if you read 2 Corinthians, you get to understand that they doubted actually his authority as an apostle. That's why he starts in, in chapter 1 that says, Paul an apostle, just to clarify that I'm Paul the apostle. So Paul was not someone who was about a position or recognition or articulation, but his message was about the gospel, preaching the message of the cross. If you read verse 3, Paul says, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. The question is, what is it that's the weakness that Paul is talking about? What is the fear that he's talking about? What is the trembling? That he's talking about because uh, why can he say that now i want to come to uh, to to a person sometimes people who are so humble not sometimes people who are so humble when you know what you're supposed to do it's so big it's so might you you don't actually even qualify remember that paul used to persecute christians so he couldn't even qualify to preach the message of the gospel to the people because he was known that he had, uh, uh, had persecuted Christians. But now he was coming as someone who was preaching the good news, you see. So he, he, he knew now he has been saved through the grace, through grace. And it was the message of the cross, the message of Jesus Christ as the Messiah, which he, does, he had actually decided to preach, was so big, it was so important. And he did the work of preaching with fear and trembling. In other words, he, he, he respected the work. He knew that he didn't qualify. It was only by grace that he qualified to preach the gospel. 
as Christians, when we have been tasked to do the work of Christ, we need to do it with fear and trembling, knowing that we are accountable not only, not actually not even, not to the people that are in front of us as we preach the message, but we are accounted to a mighty God where we have to give an account what I was, was I saying when I was preaching. Was the focus on me? Or it was on God. Was the message about the saving grace or was it about my selfish intentions? So Paul's main focus was to preach Christ, to ministers of the gospel. Whatever we do, which has to be about Christ. As I preach, it has to reveal the goodness of salvation. Also, to other people who are doing the work in the church, it must be, it might be in the praise team, you have to show the goodness of God as you sing, as you do those songs, it has to be about God. The focus should be God, not about you. You should do it with fear, fear and trembling. So Paul said, I came with weakness, with that fear and with that trembling. I did not come with authority and say, now the pole is here. Now I'm here. The big man is here with strong appearance and then talk with authority but he decided to come with, with with humility knowing that he was accountable to God the focus was God and he preached the message of the cross let us do the work of Christ with fear and tremble verse 4 my message and my preaching were not wise and persuasive words but with a demonstration of the spirit's power what what a man, what a, a humble man, a whole man educated, a whole Pharisee educate, educated under the Gamaliel. He was an educated person, someone who understood the law of Moses and all the, 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 the Judaism thing. But oh, this guy, Paul, he comes now to preach the gospel, as simple as it is, with not those big words, those wise uh, uh, words. It's an appeal that we should know that the gospel is not about the articulation. Actually, sometimes we have dressed it so much that uh, it appears so complicated. The issue of salvation is so complicated. Sometimes you, 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 you listen to a message. Maybe someone is just preaching about faith or preach, praying uh, to receive whatever it is. This title sometimes we have in these uh, conventions or in our churches. They are so complex, and when you read it to the teaching, it becomes so complicated, such that actually now people think. I've always said there's a difference between, there's a difference between a faith and positive thinking. Sometimes they will preach such that the faith is overcome by uh, positive thinking. The focus is no longer on what God is preaching through the word, but it is what the person is actually saying in terms of the philosophy. So we, we, when we preach, we shouldn't uh, f make it so complicated to people using persuasive words. And sometimes we use illustrations that will make people to say, ah, ah, ah that is it. And they take it from a carnal perspective rather than God. Remember, Paul says he had done all this thing in demonstration of the Spirit's power. The Spirit he is referring to here because it's capital S in the Bible is the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. He depended on the Holy Spirit. So much we, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit in whatever we do. 
as I'm preaching, I am dependent on the Holy Spirit that he reveals the message of the cross as it is. Paul depended on God for his leadership. He didn't use his wise words or persuasive words. It is true we have been educated. Maybe you are a doctor or you are educated in theology. You have a diploma, you have a PhD, you have a whatever, a master's, or you, when even in what other fields that you, you have, and you are somebody actually who is recognized in society that you are educated in this thing. But when we come to the message of the cross, it is not about that. It is about Christ. It's about what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because our wisdom is only foolishness. What we think is wise is foolish before God. Because his foolishness actually is our Actually, what we, what we think is the best in terms of knowledge, which is we think is wise, to God, that's foolishness. Our wisdom is only foolishness to him. That's what the Bible said in the first uh, chapter. So Paul demonstrated that, preaching, that, that, that he preached the gospel in a way that was so simple, such that people could, foc could focus on Christ. He didn't use wise words or persuasive ways. So we should be careful. Never to force people to, to do the word or to understand it in a way that we think it should, such that we force it to them. Let the Spirit of God lead us and let the Spirit do the work. Because this is not our work. Seriously, preaching is not our work. We are just instruments. It is God working. It is God uh, preaching to his people whom he loves. That's why we should do it with fear and trembling, knowing that this is God's work. This is God in action. This is God working in our lives, through our lives, and he's bringing people to his, uh, his salvation or to his glory through us. We are just instruments. Paul understood that, that he's just a vehicle to preach the message of the gospel. It has to be about Christ as the Messiah, and it has to be simple. It is not about how I dress. It's not about how I present myself in terms of eloquence and of my wisdom and trying to convince the people, but let the message be as simple as it is and let people get the message of Christ. You know, sometimes... When I just want to talk about the, the, the issue of presenting, if uh, earlier I talked about the, the canonical, the non-canonical, the non-canon, the non-canon uh, uh, writing about Paul that they justify Paul. One of the things you should realize that Paul was someone who was sometimes beaten, attacked for the gospel. Uh, he he might have he might be having scars on his face. And, uh, you know, they actually say maybe he was, he, he, he was short. Even his hair was not really the way they thought a teacher could be. He, he did not qualify according to their standards, but he preached the message. Sometimes as human beings today, we, we, we regard uh, people to stand in front to preach to us based on what we think they should be on a suit. They should have a, a smooth face, maybe not a poser face, because there are those people who have maybe a poser face because of the history in their lives sometimes, or whatever happened to them, some of them is just natural skin. I've had people laugh at some people who preach, ah, this guy is really a Christian, maybe looking at the way he is. So Paul had that, but he managed to preach the gospel. It was not about him, but it was about Christ. 
also let us know that it is not about how the person who is preaching to us looks like, but it is all about the message of the gospel. Some ministers of the gospel are simple people who preach the gospel. They don't dress in suits. They don't do maybe those hairstyles. They don't drive fancy cars. They don't live in high-class locations. But they are simple people, but they are preaching the gospel. That is all about Christ. And that is preaching. So we shouldn't regard people according to class. That for him to be regarded as a pastor, he should be like this. No. But the message of the cross should be as simple as it is. Paul did this so that the faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God. Wow. As I've said, Paul's message was to preach about Christ as the Messiah. And he wanted the people to focus on Christ, not to focus on him as Paul. Maybe if Paul lived in today's uh, world, he would have uh, so many followers and he would actually be referred to as a spiritual father and he would maybe be, be worshipped in some sort. And uh, actually, people would think he is a special person, though he was a special person in, in doing the work of God. To him, that was not something that counted. What was of main importance was that people know about Christ. As ministers of the gospel, let people know about Christ. He did not want to preach through the wisdom. Now, let's reflect in the church uh, today. As I've said, the church today, Paul is emphasizing to to the community he was talking to that his approach is more about Christ and a humble one. For a reason that the people focus on Christ. And what he did, he did under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Today, the church, we need the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us in the manner we should, we should, we should do the work of Christ. It is all about Christ. It is not about us. As the message of the gospel is presented to the people, as we preach to the people, it should be as simple as possible, not complicated. Though we we should pray about it, seriously pray and dig into the word, do so much research before you preach, prepare for a sermon. When it is delivered, it has to be as simple as as possible and the focus should not be on your research or how you present the message, but it should be on what God is saying and the leadership of the Holy Spirit should remain paramount in whatever we do. On the presentation, as the church, sometimes some people who preach the gospel we regard as people who are less intellect. And we think maybe this guy is not intelligent enough. Maybe he's not educated enough to speak uh, to such an audience. That is not how the gospel is. While uh, we encourage pastors to learn to be educated, because educate, the good thing about education, it opens your mind. It makes you to understand a, a lot of things and you can comprehend how things used to work. It helps you. It's good. But that's not the key to preaching the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is simple. It's about Jesus Christ, the saving grace, the whole redemption story that we are saved through faith, by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is the saving grace of Jesus Christ through the blood that was shed on Calvary. That's the main thing that we're preaching.
The issue of, of bringing the, the, the message as complicated as it is that you have to receive this uh, because you have to do this for you to receive a blessing. You have to go so many steps. Maybe you have a sermon like five steps to blessings, uh, five play, uh, ten steps to uh, answered prayers. You're making it so complicated. Is it what the Holy Spirit is saying? That the message of the cross, cross, I'm sorry, cross remain as simple as it is, such that people can comprehend and get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul was letting them know that his approach to Corinth was not to prove any point. It was not to prove that I'm Paul. It was not to prove his education. It was not to prove uh, whatever you could you could think was important. But to him, it was to present the message of the cross. Remember, Paul is dealing with divisions here. Maybe some are thinking Paul also had his old selfish intentions when he came to preach to Corinth. But he's telling them, no, I came in weakness, in humility, fearing the message of the cross, fearing fear, with fear and trembling to present Christ to you as simple as he is so that you can have eternal life. He, that was his main goal. He didn't come by qualification like the others, uh, like I qualify, I'm an eloquent speaker. No, he just said, I have to come and preach the message of Christ, the Messiah. It is all about Christ. Church actually is about Christ. Church is about the message of the cross. It's not about fancy cars. It's not about fat bank accounts. It's not about good houses. It's not about dress codes such that we make dress expensive clothes. We put on expensive clothes when we go to church. And even when I speak, I speak in a certain way such that you can hear that now the man of God is speaking. No. It's all about Christ. I believe today's message has ministered to you. And God has actually delivered what he wants you to know. As we proceed, we'll learn a lot of things, what was happening in the Corinthian community and what God is saying to our church today. Because whilst it was an old community, it is also, uh, also something that is relevant to us today. God is aligning us to his purpose. May I thank you for taking this time to listen to the word. I believe God has said something to you. If there's something that you need to correct in your life, please correct it. If there's something that you have to correct in your church or in the way you present the gospel, please correct it. Let it be all about Christ. May the Lord God richly bless you. Can we pray? Thank you, Father, for the word. I believe it has touched my listener and you have said something to him. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have said to us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.